<laughs> Hello. Ooh. Ooh. That's 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 the whole podcast. Just us making spooky just, noises. We just do that. Um. Hello, everyone. If you couldn't guess from the intro, this is our spooky episode of Capes and Japes, and I'm Spooky Olivia, and I'm Spooky Elion. You can you can tell because I might have a slight lisp because I have some vampire teeth in. <laughs> I um I hope that while you're all listening to this podcast the whole time, you're just um picturing Elion talking with vampire teeth um because it's very good <laughs> um for um so it is uh this is coming out on all hallows eve eve um so in honor of being very close to the spookiest day of the year um we've been talking about villains spooky villains uh through october um but now today it's we're fifth gonna... week it's fifth week it's fifth podcast week um and there's still gonna be some spooky villains here um but today's episode is dedicated um to various uh incarnations of of spooky halloween monsters in comic books so we're talking about uh werewolves we're talking about vampires Vampires. (laughs) we have a vampire hosting the podcast uh we're talking about ghosts and we're talking about frankensteins (laughs) well frankenstein was the doctor (laughs) i'm hanging up the call This is the end of this is the end of our working relationship. Oh no. I'm I'm so sorry. I've ruined it. Rachie Rock, thank you for your review, but uh this is it. <laughs> you doomed us. Um but uh no, it is not it's not the end, because we have to tell you about some uh some very some very strange character choices. Um, that have existed in comic books. Um, I'm going to start out um, talking about werewolves. Um, so werewolves have been... Um, there's definitely a lot more of a werewolf presence in Marvel than in DC, um, which does track, given how much of Marvel's ethos is like superheroes, but with inner turmoil and like you know people hate them and they have to work against society um and also given the fact that one of marvel's uh ultimate most iconic recognizable characters is not a werewolf but uh a very werewolf-like narrative uh in the incredible hulk um for a second I could not tell where we were going. (laughs) I'm just, like, listing off Avengers in my head, and I'm like, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Where are we Um, going? You know, 
sometimes you uh, you turn into a big scary monster and you can't control it. But instead of uh, a big old furry, you're just a, a giant green man. Or you are both a furry and green and then you're Beast Boy. <laughs> Beast Boy is green and a furry, confirmed. Um, there's also... Um, there's also a significant length of time uh, where there are no werewolves in superhero comic books, um, because along with like some other spooky things. But in uh, when the Comics Code Authority was established in the fifties, um, it was decided that werewolves were too spooky to have in comic books, so you couldn't have any werewolves. <laughs> um, so from the fifties until the code was. Uh, kind of loosened in the early 70s. Um, people weren't allowed to have werewolves. Um, and also... <laughs> this is my favorite. We talk about this every time we talk about the comics code, but... I mean, we have to. <laughs> we have to. Comics creator Marv Wolfman <laughs> kept getting his name flagged, and they were like, you can't publish comics that say Wolfman on that. And he's like, that's my name! <laughs> I am not a wolf man! It's just my name. Please, it's just my name. Um, so, uh, there's, um, there's a couple reasonable starting points for this. Um, but I have to, uh, I have to talk about this first because I need, I need to say this sentence out loud at the top of the podcast. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson's son is a space werewolf. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's so good. So, um, so, okay. So, J. Jonah Jameson has a son. Um. Played and... by Channing Tatum. Uh-oh, it's <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> and it's Jupiter Ascending. Um. Fuck, that'd be so good. Um, but, uh, so... If you, if you haven't read comics with J. Jonah Jameson's son in them, you might still be familiar, um, because J. Jonah Jameson's son, John Jameson, um, is an astronaut, and even when he's not, like, present in the comics, he's still a big deal because J. Jonah Jameson won't shut up about how his son is an astronaut and how proud he is of him and how he's, like, a true American hero, unlike that Spider-Man his son is actually out there, you know, doing good old-fashioned American heroism. Um, by going to space. By going to space. And um, the thing about being an astronaut in the Marvel Universe is that uh, the, thing, the thing is, space is, like, it's full of aliens. It's full of, like, canonical aliens that we know exist. And also a bunch of other, like, weird space nonsense and like 30 foot tall purple men <laughs> who eat planets um they just out there eating they're planets just, they're just out there um and he he finds a magic rock on the moon that turns him into a werewolf holy shit and he's called man wolf um and he <laughs> I love it. It's so it's so funny. And um and he fights Spider-Man a couple times because it's sort of like you know 
he he goes werewolfy and he can't really remember like who he is. Um, he's also um he's Captain America's personal pilot for a while. Um, he's still he's still a werewolf. He's a werewolf, and he's an astronaut, and he's J. Jonah Jameson's son, and he's Captain America's, like, private pilot. Some people do one thing all their lives. Other people <gasps> do so much. Um, the other, the, one of the other funniest things about this is that, um, Jerry Conway is the writer, um, who did the werewolf thing. Um, he's also, um... He was also responsible for creating one of the other werewolves I'm about to talk about, uh, and he uh, authored The Death of Gwen Stacy. So he loves murder and werewolves. Um, but when he's talking about it, he's like, well, you know, he's, he's an astronaut, and we've been to the moon, and so I kind of wanted to expand... You know, how does that fit into Spider-Man's world? And apparently how it fits in is finding a moon rock that turns you into a space werewolf. I mean, there's always been that connection to the moon. That's true. And sometimes, sometimes it just be like that. Um, Marvel's, uh, one of Marvel's other, uh, the other very famous werewolf that was co-created by, uh, Jerry Conway, um is Jack Russell, the werewolf by night. His name is Jack Russell. Jerry Conway did name him. He claimed in an interview that uh, if he didn't intend to name him after the dog, and if he did it, it must have been subconscious because he never owned a dog as a child. And it's like, that doesn't well, you, matter. Still, you still know what a dog is. You've, like, seen them. It, I never owned a dog. Okay, but have you heard of a Jack Russell Terrier? Have you, like, met a dog? I've never owned a German Shepherd, but I know they exist. Ow, I've, I bit my lip I've, on that one. I need to take oh, no. these out. Yeah, please be careful. Don't hurt yourself podcasting. I got too excited. Um, so, uh, Jack Russell, uh... His, uh, his birth name is, uh, Jacob Russoff, um, and his family, uh, originates from, uh, Transylvania. Of course they do. Of course they do. Um, one of his ancestors, like, got into a fight with Dracula and then got, like, cursed by this werewolf that was, like, imprisoned in Dracula's castle. Um, so all of his stuff is very, like, uh mystical werewolf stuff like he's like oh he has this like ancient magical scroll that was like passed down through his family and it's like you oh you read it in the moonlight and then the curse is upon you um have you ever tried just not reading it in the moonlight (laughs) no you have to um but uh and then he he deals a lot with uh the various magical types um in the marvel universe of which there are like a gazillion (laughs) it's freaking full of wizards out here (laughs) um he uh he teams up with uh morbius who i think you're gonna be talking about 
I'm in a bit. Definitely gonna talk about Morbius, <laughs> the living vampire, which is his whole fucking name. That's that's listen. If you don't call him by his full name, <laughs> he will not deal with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, he's also he is officially called Werewolf by Night, which is a weird like code name to have. Yeah, Marvel seems to have just enjoy long code names, but I'll I'll get yeah. into I'll, I'll mention another fun one later. Oh boy, yeah. I think um I think Stanley came up with the name, which is like yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, Stan. <laughs> um but uh Jack is uh largely kind of a an anti-hero doing his own thing but like mostly working on the side of good um we also got uh x-men member uh wolfsbane um who is a member of the new mutants um which was just like like a like a mini series about a group of like teen x-men in the 1980s um that they are making into a movie, a spooky-looking movie. Um, that's like I—I I don't know if I think it's coming out next year. Um, but I haven't maybe, heard of it. Oh, um, you should check the trailer out after this because it's like, oh, X Men, but a horror movie. Um, that's really neat. I'm. Glad they're branching out. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, But uh, Maisie Williams is going to be playing Wolfsbane in it. Um, Her real name uh, is uh, Rain Sinclair. Um, Rain R A H N E. She is Scottish. Um, She was raised by uh, a very mean priest who tried to murder her when he found out she was a mutant um so she has a lot of uh a lot of repressed issues about that and about her religion and kind of has some difficulty dealing with uh you know all the various x-men who like do magic and are demons and (laughs) that kind of thing um but uh she so she transforms between uh human and wolf and in between werewolf um type thing uh at will but she does have you know various werewolfy instincts that she has to kind of uh keep in check but she um she was introduced in new mutants and then she's been around uh for quite some time kicking around the x-men um she kisses richter at one point and then richter's like uh i like boys actually um and she does also she has a a baby with a uh uh an asgardian wolf deity prince whose name i'm going to mess up Hari. um so, a lot going on just in general. Yeah, that's a lot for a character I've never heard of. Yeah, well, 
you should watch the trailer for New Mutants, um, and then uh, read New Mutants, which I haven't. I read it a long time ago, but I feel like you would like it. Um, I mean, you had me at like '80s group of teen X Men. Oh yeah, of course. Um, there's also I I we're gonna be going so long in this episode. I need to <laughs> I need to power through. Oh um, god. Uh. One significant DC werewolf um, is Batman villain, the werewolf, um, which is hysterical to me, mostly because of the time that uh, he was in a montage of villains that uh, Batman and Catwoman were fighting in Rebirth, and it was showing like them, you know, like knocking out of each of these villains. It would have a, a label like Mad Monk, Kite Man, like, you know, as they were like fighting them and there was one that was just like werewolf and you messaged it to me like is this a villain named werewolf or is this just like here's batman punching a werewolf i mean it's if you've never heard of this batman no, villain it's... and you see a panel where everybody's just kind of labeled and then it's just werewolf is it just a werewolf or is it somebody <laughs> named werewolf it's completely reasonable um he is named Werewolf, so they could have come up with something more distinctive. Um, but he is, uh, he's more of a science werewolf in comparison to, like, uh, Werewolf by Night, who's kind of a magic werewolf. Um, but he, uh, he's a, a, an Olympic athlete who gets experimented on by this, uh, evil professor, um, who ends up uh, giving him werewolf powers and then being like, okay, now go kill Batman for me. Um, he, um, he doesn't do a whole lot. He's in like a, a couple arcs and then Tom King dug him up because he likes to use like largely neglected villains. Um, there's also uh, one time Captain America turned into a werewolf and that was a whole thing. Um, he got, like, captured by, uh, Nightshade, who's, like, an evil scientist who was turning people into werewolves, um, and, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's space werewolf son was involved, and Wolfsbane was there, and, like, a bunch of other, like, sort of, like, wolf-adjacent people, um, and one time, uh, Robin also got turned into a werewolf for, like, Ten, I think it was Tim Drake Robin got turned into a werewolf for like 10 minutes. He like teamed up with Jimmy Olsen to fight some vampires and he got turned into a werewolf. Oh no. Very briefly and then he was fine. Um, but that's just very funny. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about werewolves. Your turn. Okay. So I don't know how we're going to do this because I have four pages of notes and two of oh. those are on vampires. <laughs> So half and half. Yeah, half and half. Probably a l no, no, that's it's pretty much exactly half and half vampires and Frankenstein monsters. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna start off with DC because yes. they don't seem to have that many vampires. <laughs> but they did have a significant trilogy in the nineteen nineties which was part of the Elseworlds imprint, which also contains Gotham by Gaslight, and I think that's one of their more notable ones. Yes. Uh, 
and this trilogy is Batman and Dracula. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was uh, written by Doug Mensch. Monch? Mm-hmm. Mensch. I believe so. Uh, and penciled by Kelly Jones. And basically, Mensch and Jones were like, okay, but what if Batman became a vampire so he could fight Dracula? <laughs> Think about it. Because what happens is a bunch of homeless people start going missing and Batman is interested because it's Gotham and yep. he's, he's gotta. And he's gotta. turns out it's Dracula. <laughs> right. Of course. But uh, there's, there's three books in this trilogy because that's what a trilogy is. Yeah. Uh, Red Rain in 1991, Bloodstorm in 1994, <laughs> and Crimson <laughs> Mist in 1998. They just... they didn't plan on it being a trilogy, but Red Rain got so <laughs> popular that DC is like, you gotta make a sequel. Um, People I have... love this stuff. Yeah, they just love it. And I've never read Batman and Dracula. Because uh, pretty much the the same reaction that uh, Kelly Jones had was uh, Kelly Jones heard Mensch's pitch and thought it was, quote, the dumbest thing I ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks! (laughs) What a hero! (laughs) But I, I was reading a summary of it. To see if anything, like, to see how it went and if I wanted to, you know, like, look, actually, like, get it. And it was, it sounded pretty good, which I think was just, like, the whole Red Rain part. (laughs) And then in Bloodstorm, like, whoops, Catwoman dies because she took a crossbow (laughs) bolt for Batman, who is, like, already a vampire at this point. (laughs) So unless... The crossbow bolt was like a stake going straight for his heart. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, Selena, we'll be okay. And he's so upset by this loss that he loses his humanity, which already oh he's a vampire, no longer <laughs> human. And he kills the Joker. Oh. And then what? he gets upset. Uh. <laughs> He gets upset that he killed the Joker. So he gets back just a tiny little bit of himself back. And he's like, Alfred, Gordon, you gotta stake me. <laughs> and they do. Oh, And then in sad. the third book, he comes back. Because <laughs> I guess they're like, well... There's stuff going on and we need Batman for it. Let's take the stake out of his heart, which I guess means he's not dead. He's just stuck. (laughs) Apparently, if you stake a vampire, they just get stuck. Just kind of stay there, huh? They just kind of stay there and they're kind of dead, but they're not all the way dead. You You can undo it. But yeah, just take it back. Yeah, it 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 gets buck wild, and it seems like the only bad thing is like Catwoman getting fridged, and the rest <laughs> might actually be enjoyable. So, 
That's pretty, that is pretty goddamn wild. Yep. And so now we're going to go over to Marvel. Sure. Because Marvel seems to love vampires. (laughs) (laughs) First off, we got Dracula. He was first in Atlas Comics, which were a precursor to Marvel in 1951. Mm -hmm. But then, oops, Comics Code Authority. Yes. (laughs) No vampires. (laughs) Until no werewolves, no vampires. No werewolves, no, no vampires. Until later, the Comics Code Authority is like, okay, well, you can have characters from established literary works. <laughs> so in 1972, Jerry Conway and Gene Colan, with Marv Wolfman, thanks Marv, create Tomb <laughs> of Dracula number one. Because Dracula is from an established literary work. <laughs> Got him. Got him. And uh, here, here's just a short list of some of the people Dracula fights against. And remember, this is Dracula. Supposedly Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> oh, boy. Mephisto. Dr. Mm-hmm. Sun. Spider-Man. Dr. Strange. <laughs> Thor. The X-Men. The Avengers. <laughs> and Howard the Duck. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I just want to see Dracula against Howard the Duck. God, it's so good. Uh, and he was also on the Defenders for a little bit, because I guess he's not, like, all evil. He's just evil when he wants to be. He's just, he's a cool, chill Dracula. It's a cool, chill Dracula who gets killed so many times. And revived so many times. Because he's Dracula. He's Bram Stoker's canonical Dracula. There's just so much with this Dracula. And I don't think that Conway and Colin expected this when they did, (laughs) when they brought him into Tomb of Dracula number one in 1972. (laughs) But mostly, I wanted to talk. I I claimed vampires because I mostly wanted to talk about there's one episode of the Avengers Assemble cartoon. Yes. The episode is called Blood Feud. Yes. Dracula turns Natasha, you know, the Black Widow, into a vampire to get Captain America to come to Transylvania so he can get some of Steve's blood and finally be immune to the sun. (laughs) and if that's not enough to get you to watch this one episode of cartoon after natasha breaks into avengers tower and is like running around and they're like oh god something's wrong the way that she's stopped she runs into a mirror and knocks herself out (laughs) yeah yeah of course absolutely Because of course, right? Anyway, it's a very good episode of Cartoon. Apparently Dracula sided with uh, Captain America during World War II because Hydra wanted to get into Transylvania and Dracula's like, nope. So Captain America's out there just fighting alongside vampires. It's wild. 
That's so excellent. It's so good. And he just wants Steve's blood so he can finally be immune to the sun. But he can't get Hulk's blood because gamma radiation is apparently too close to the sun. <laughs> That's how radiation works, folks. You heard it here first. It's exactly how radiation works. Uh, moving on to Blade. Yes. You know Blade. <gasps> yeah. Played, played by Wesley Snipes in the Blade movie. Famously. Famously. Uh, he was a vampire hunter. And you might say, but Elyon, wait, I thought this was a section on vampires. I did. Well, <laughs> oh boy. He was mostly immune to vampire bites because apparently his mom was bitten by a vampire while he was being born. <laughs> which makes him immune to vampires? Yeah, yeah, that's how, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And, but, and, and you might say again, but if he's immune to vampires, why is he in the vampire section? Oh boy. Well, Morbius, the living vampire, bites him, and Blade, well, he becomes sort of a half-vampire. Excellent. He's got all of the supernatural abilities, and none of the downsides, apparently. Oh, so great! So yeah! Don't even worry about it. But, uh, yeah, created by Marv Wolfman and Gene Cullen in Tomb of Dracula number 10 in 1973. So he's, he's, he's been there for a long time. Yeah, he's just out here. He's just out there. But, uh, speaking of Morbius, the living vampire. Oh, yes. <laughs> his real name is Dr. Michael Morbius, PhD, <clears throat> MD. <laughs> It's impressive. Yeah, he's got a couple of degrees. What's up with all these scientists turning into villains? But uh, he was created by Roy Thomas and Gil Kane in 1971 as a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> and you might say, well, he's called the living vampire, right? He's not an Shit. actual vampire. <laughs> he was not well... bitten. By a vampire and turned into a vampire. No, 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 no. This guy was trying to cure his rare blood disease and accidentally gave himself vampirism. How <laughs> oh, do you mess up that bad? I don't know. <laughs> That's the worst you possibly could have done it. And somehow he can also, like, pass on whatever he did through biting but only six times because usually it kills you and nobody ever explained how it has happened the six times that it worked <coughs> they're just like uh yeah yeah it's fine some some sometimes it kills you and sometimes it turns you into vampires but it's much more likely to kill you god I have next in my notes, he got his own solo series in 1992. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. We're proud of him. And, man, I don't know who wrote the Wikipedia article on Morbius. But Is it oh, wild? It's just, it's like, it. 
he did these three things, and then he fought Spider-Man. Then he did these two other things, then he fought Spider-Man. He was cured from his pseudo-vampiric state by a lightning strike, but then went back to it. Don't ask me how. Then he met Doctor Strange. Then he fought Spider-Man in a sewer. It's awful. <laughs> Like, so much of it is just like, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And it's like, give, give, wait, how did he get cured of his pseudo-vampirism? How did he... Don't worry about it. How did he get it back? Tell me, why is he fighting Spider-Man in the sewers? <laughs> Don't worry about it. And they're just like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. For, forget it. Oh but my god. One of my favorite things about Morbius the Living Vampire... Yes. ...is... He's just, like, constantly trying to undo his experiment that gave him the vampirism and just trying to make friends and help other people who have weird conditions. Like, you know, Lizard and Werewolf by Night. <laughs> Which, the Wikipedia has a quote. Morbius has had a friendship with Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night, since West Coast Avengers number 5, where Morbius helped Russell deal with his werewolf curse. Just, just deal with it emotionally. It's just so nice. He's just been friends with Jack because it's like, oh man, you've got a werewolf curse? I accidentally fucked my shit up. <laughs> my whole shit got fucked. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Alright, I'm also gonna leave us off with the Baron and Baroness Blood. Oh boy. Baron Blood, first created by Roy Thomas and Frank Robbins in 1976, which Baron S. Blood, not created until 1998. <coughs> but uh, cool. his, his real name is John Fallsworth, and he was turned into a vampire by Dracula in World War I. <laughs> and he <laughs> fights his own brother, who is the hero named Union Jack, in both World War I and World War II. <laughs> Because John Fallsworth is just evil through and through. <laughs> so he's just always on the wrong sides of those wars. I guess so. And most of the summaries for the stories that he's in end with, like, you know, killed by Captain America. Or killed by Namor. Or stabbed through by a silver-veined stalagmite. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah, a little bit different. Uh, and in 2011, this, in, uh, Captain America number 616, Baron Blood hmm. temporarily turns Captain America into a vampire. <laughs> so, Captain America just temporarily turns into a lot of things. He sure does. Boy, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging time. Yeah. But uh, last last little bit about vampires. I I want to I want to tell you how uh, Baroness Blood comes around. Mm -hmm. Dracula sends a dude named Cromwell to revive John Fallsworth. You know, Baron Blood, and yes. instead he kills Cromwell and turns Cromwell's daughter into Baroness Blood. <laughs> it's like, hey, sorry, killed your dad, but uh, be my wife, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're my wife now? Actually, kills kills your dad and your sister. Be my wife now? Oh. Oh, no. Be, be vampire with me. Please. Fight Captain America. <laughs> Please, I want Captain America to be a vampire so badly. 
please, please. But uh, oh boy, them's them's the vampires. I'm pretty sure that there were more vampires somewhere. <laughs> you love vampires, but man, those are those are the big ones. The the big boys. All right, um, gonna go uh super fast. I'm gonna talk about uh some ghosts. Tell me about uh, them ghosts. Okay. Um, so possibly, uh, maybe the most well-known ghost and the most actually ghostly ghost, uh, in comics, uh, is DC character Deadman. Um, which at first glance you'd be like, oh, there's like, there's a lot of like, you know, comic characters with like dead or death in the name, like Deadpool and Deadshot and Deathstroke who are named that because of how good they are at making people dead. Uh, dead man is a dead man. He's just a dead man. He's a dead man. Um, his, uh, his name is Boston Brand, which is an amazing name. That is a um, really good name. It's so good. Um, he was introduced in the t- late 60s. Um, originally, he's a... Uh, a circus trapeze artist, because uh, comic books love uh, circus people. Um, and he is uh, murdered during a performance, because comic books, they love that too. Um, and he is, oh boy, uh, given the power to possess people by a Hindu god... Ooh. Um, a made-up Hindu god. Ooh. Um, so that part's not great. <laughs> but it's also, it's not uncommon. Um, he also, he has a brother named Cleveland, which is very funny to me, just that you would name your children Boston and Cleveland. I mean, I guess if you're going for a theme... Um... I mean, sometimes you gotta, uh, but so he, um, he is in, there's been, uh, a couple, uh, so initially he's like, uh, he's returned to life as a ghost. So not to life, but he's returned to existence as a ghost so that he can, uh, find his murderer and, you know, get justice and also, you know, ensure justice for other people so that the same thing doesn't happen to him, to, doesn't happen to them that happened to him. Um, in New 52, they do kind of more of a, like, like, uh, uh, like that show they reference on Bim Bam all the time, <laughs> like a hundred lives of Blackjack Savage sort of thing. Um, oh, oh good. But I also, I think, I feel like also there's like a show like this but it's about a dog. It's like somebody like comes back to life as a dog and they have to like do good deeds to not go to heck. Um, I... if, you know, if you're listening and you know what I'm talking about, please tell me because I might be candle coving this. Um, but so, uh, so in the new 52 version, he's kind of a shitty guy. Um, and he gets murdered, and 
he's able to come back to life as a ghost, but they're like, okay, in order to not go to heck, you have to, I'm swearing, I don't know why I can't say hell, um, but you have to uh, possess people and... 100 quant- deeds for Eddie McDowd. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. Um, it was on Nickelodeon from 1999 until 2002. God, thank you. Thank you. Um, but so most of what he does is uh, goes into people's bodies um, in order to solve problems or help people get justice or... Uh, communicate with people um because as a ghost he's uh incorporeal and people can't see or hear him um he um there's also uh in injustice um which is like an alternate universe dc continuity for the uh the video game series injustice um Dick Grayson uh gets dies because he gets into an argument with Damien and Damien pushes him and he falls over and he hits his head on a rock and he dies oh, from hitting no. his head on a rock. Um but then after he dies, um he becomes the new dead man because Boston is moving into the afterlife and he gives oh, uh no. he gives he gives Dick Grayson his dead man powers. Um, and then there's a really uh a a scene where he um Batman rescues this kid and then Dick is dead man, like goes into the kid's body and tells Batman how much he loves him and it's whatever, it's it makes me upset. Um there's it also does uh, sound upsetting. Yeah. Uh there's uh the Spectra. Um I'm saying it like that because it's S-P-E-C-T-R-E. The Spectre. Spectre. Um, yes. Um, who is... I think we talked about when we did uh, Renee Montoya, we talked about uh, how there's a bunch of different uh, different characters who are all named Jim Corrigan, but who aren't related to each other, technically. Yes. Um, the original Jim Corrigan uh, is the Spectre, um, who gets... Um, who is a, um, he's a, he's a cop who gets, uh, murdered by, uh, gangsters. Um, and then he, uh, he's, he's returns as a ghost, um, to, in order to enact justice and eliminate evil. So, like, a similar thing. Um, but the thing about the Spectia is that as the mythology goes on, um, it becomes less of like, oh, he's he's a ghost, and more that uh, the specter as an entity um, is the embodiment of the wrath of God, um, and is choosing like people's spirits to bind to uh, to seek divine retribution. Um, Wild. So. It does, it gets, uh, it gets a little bit wild. Um, uh, also dark. Um, and it does, like, delve into sort of being less of kind of, you know, uh, 
like, oh, a vigilante, like, working, you know, among people and more like, you know, enacting, like, final say on what is right and what is wrong. Um, so it's, like, it's weird that, like, there's a canonical god in the DC universe also. Um, I'm not that my- surprised, though. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. Um, he also, he, um, Hal Jordan is the Spectre for a little bit. Um, my favorite, Crispus Allen, who was, uh, Renee Montoya's partner, who got murdered, is, becomes the, the Spectre. Um, my favorite incarnation is in a, um, very underrated New 52 comic called, uh, Gotham by Midnight. Um, not to be confused with Gotham by Gaslight, though it's, like, obviously in homage to that, um, about (laughs) a bunch of detectives, um, who, like, investigate paranormal happenings in Gotham, and one of them is, uh, Jim Corrigan as the Spectre, um, and it's very, it's very cool if you want to check it out. It's cool and it's spooky, um, and is one of the things I like with, like, a lot of Gotham content, but, like, very minimal Batman in it, um, which is always exciting. Um, so I love that. There's DC also has uh, a villain called the Gentleman Ghost, who's just a... He's, like, a 19th century Englishman who was a robber who got murdered, and now he's just a ghost, and he's, like, a floating, like fancy outfit with a top hat and a monocle is just like glowing and floating around and he fights like Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Um it's it's just it's it's the gentleman ghost. It's very silly. Um I'm just I'm sorry, I'm just imagining a just a suit and top hat and monocle floating at you. It's it's what it is. It's, it's not very intimidating. No, it's not. It's silly. It's very very silly. It's a silly concept and a silly name. And I I love him. <laughs> um uh Marvel has a uh, ghost Marvel has Marvel supervillain ghost in all caps, not a ghost. As you <laughs> you brought up when you were doing the original notes for this episode. Um, Marvel does have Ghost Rider, who is not always a ghost. Um, the ghostliest version uh, is probably the current incarnation, um, who I love, obviously, because he's a cool teen who uh, was designed after Zayn Malik from One Direction. I mean, sometimes it, sometimes comics are good. Sometimes comics are actually very good, um, but uh, uh, his name is is Robbie Reyes, and he's a um a cool uh he's a a Latino teen who loves his younger brother, um, and gets murdered uh during a street race, um, and then <laughs> ends up being, like, resurrected by a ghost that's bonded to his car, um, and then the ghost is actually his uncle, who is a Satanist, (laughs) and did a bunch of murders, 
Um, which is all very wild backstory. Um, but he's great. He's a very good teen, and he has a spooky car, and sometimes his um he's got a spooky skull for a head. Um and he's currently on the Avengers. Um, and I just flipped through the like most recent issue of current Avengers. Um, and they all fight Namor and they <laughs> they have to go into the ocean to fight Namor and he's just here in his car like can I do I just drive my car into the ocean? He's <laughs> very good. Um I love him a lot. Um but um but that's that's some ghosts. There's more ghosts, but that's some of the big ones. Do you want to take us home? Those are some good ghosts. There's some good good ghosts. All right. Are you ready for two pages of notes on Frankenstein's monsters? Please tell me about the Frankenstein's monsters. So, we're going to start off with DC because yes. it is just wild. So he first appeared in DC Comics in 1948. Mm -hmm. He was introduced by Edmund Hamilton and Bob Kane in Detective Comics 135. And the the wild thing is f this Frankenstein's monster. Mm -hmm. They start him at the end of the events of Mary Shelley's novel. <laughs> okay. So he's in the Arctic, right? Yeah. At the end of at the end of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the monster yep. is in the Arctic. In DC Comics. He then swims to America, <laughs> fights some maggot people, disappears for like 30 years, comes back to fight more maggot people, ends up burning down a high school. Oh no! Then he goes to Mars, <laughs> kills the guy who's been making the maggot people. Good. I joins guess. a government agency where there's also, you know, Bride of Frankenstein. But guess what? She's got four arms. <laughs> Look out! But he uh, travels to the distant future, destroys a fleet of spaceships, comes oh back God. to the present, gets mind-controlled by Clarion the Witch Boy, Oh, yeah, typical. Goes back to the future because Clarion the Witch Boy wants to go to the future, I guess. <laughs> and it, he just ends up becoming some sort of, like, space bounty hunter. <laughs> oh my god, every part of that is so good. I can't, Clarion just like, take me to the future, Frankenstein. Basically... Holy shit. Why did I, Why did they do any of that? I don't know. But the only like Frankenstein's monster stuff that I and I'm pretty sure he does just go by Frankenstein. Yeah. But he was in a single issue of Rebirth Superman that I read. And I like from that I you can tell that 
you know, his name is Frankenstein. He's all sewed up and everything, and he gets mm-hmm. a limb ripped off, and he can sew it back on, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I cannot believe that he went from the canonical Mary Shelley's Frankenstein to that. <laughs> to that amazing nonsense. Like, I was just like, oh, cool, they've got, like, a space bounty hunter designed after Frankenstein. No. no. It's him. It's him. It's, it's the real guy. He's it's here. just him. But, uh, we're, I'm, I don't even know what to do with that. So I'm just, I'm just gonna end that there and talk a little bit about young Frankenstein, who we oh, have mentioned. He appeared in uh, Jeff Johns and Tony Daniels' Teen Titans in 2006. And where did he come from? We don't know. (laughs) Is he related to the Frankenstein that became a space bounty hunter? We don't know. It's a mystery. Nobody nobody ever says. (laughs) We just just don't know. That's... God. Yeah. But this, this poor kid was uh, murdered by Black Adam. And God his damn it, body Black was... Adam. Right? And then his body was struck by lightning. Which oh, jeez. We all know about the Frankensteins and the lightning. So, of course, the pieces of his body start attacking people. For flesh? <laughs> Question mark? But, and it, you know, he, he eventually, you know, pulls pulls himself together and mm-hmm. takes a nice stroll under one of the seas. I think it was the Ionian Sea? Maybe? Great. Uh, just terribly consumed by revenge. <laughs> He's just gonna do that revenge. Loves revenge. But... You know, uh, forced to fight by the apocalyptic gods. I don't know if they found him under the sea or what, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, those, those, uh, that, that, uh, dark side club, uh, mm-hmm. and like Miss Martian shows up, rescues him, asks if he wants to be back on the Teen Titans, and he's like, haha, nope. <laughs> Because, uh, that was a lot. And this kid deserves to chill for a bit. <laughs> Aww. Because that is pretty much his entire story that I told you there. That is a lot. It is a lot. Uh, I do also want to just mention Solomon Grundy. Because... Oh, yeah. He's not really a Frankenstein. He's more of, like, a zombie sort of thing. But boy, howdy do some people lean into that Frankenstein's monster aesthetic for him. They really do. Some people are like, oh, he's he's a zombie? They're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, but what if I make him look like a Frankenstein's monster? <laughs> uh, <I>, spooky. <laughs> spooky? He's gotta have those stitches and maybe a couple of... No, the bolts would be too much, but maybe those stitches. <laughs> it's gonna but be spooky. Spooky. 
Marvel does not go as wild. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> they have to chill on something. They do have to chill on something. So Frankenstein's monster was in a 1953 story by Stan Lee and Joe Manili uh, in Menace Number no. 7. But he wasn't in actual Marvel continuity until 1969, which, you know, again, based off of the Mary Shelley novel. But at the end of the novel, instead of the DC one where he swam to America, he was just frozen for a bit uh, and then was revived, wandered around looking for a descender of his creator for revenge, I guess on a person who had absolutely nothing to do with Victor Frankenstein's experiments? I don't know. But, uh, he, he, like, finds a couple and gets in fights with them, and a lot of the times the whoever ends up dying. But, uh, (laughs) he fought with Dracula. Oh, good. And got his vocal cords damaged. Oh, no. But then one of uh, Victor Frankenstein's descendants, Victoria Frankenstein. Yes, of course. Helped fix his vocal cords. So he's fine now. And that's great. there's, There's just like, after the fight with Dracula, there was this quote, uh, there was this Wikipedia bit that I want to quote. Because it's very much like Big Mood. Mm-hmm. Frustrated, the monster returned to a state of suspended animation. <laughs> that really is. Right? Whenever you get frustrated, just return to a state of suspended animation. <laughs> it, But he does, like, it just, he teams up with people and fights monsters and runs into a lot of distant relatives of Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> and, like, he gets cloned a couple times, but, like, that's the wildest shit that he gets is just a couple of clones, one of which joins S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, uh... But, you know, Mar- Marvel is saving some of their uh, Frankensteining for characters that are not Frankenstein's monster. Because, sure. uh, you, you know, uh, you, you know Frank Castle, right? The, the, the Punisher? The, the man that, uh, my dear friend Olivia, you, you, you right, you right there, once yeah. called Murder Hands McMike, and I never want to call him anything else? You know that guy? That's the guy! That guy? Mm-hmm. In the 2000 Punisher series, the 2009 Punisher series, he's killed by Dakin, you know, Wolverine's oh. son. Yeah, and I love he's Dakin. then dismembered because you know Wolverine's son. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Morbius, you remember Morbius, right? I do. Yeah, Morbius reassembles and reanimates Frank Castle. Oh my god! And from this point on, the series is retitled Frankencastle. <gasps> oh my god! I'm going to die. <laughs> right? But one thing that really kind of like 
like I know that comics do not like they do a lot with like bad science and weird magic mm-hmm. shit but apparently mm-hmm. part of how this is done is with bloodstone which <clears throat> bloodstone is a real thing it's a real name of a real rock i have some and i'm pretty sure that if i put it into a corpse the corpse would not reanimate <laughs> so i don't know why they did this they're like oh yeah bloodstone it's well, just a I type mean... of jasper have you tried? Maybe it will reanimate a corpse. Admittedly, I have not tried. But the the wildest shit about the Bloodstone, I think, other than it, like, uh, reanimating corpses. <laughs> yeah, because that's a lot. Is, uh, it, it's apparently very powerful. Oh. And... People want it, and it's it's slowly driving Frank Castle out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. you know. But that's not the wildest shit. There's a character oh, named boy. Elsa Bloodstone. Uh huh. Who, uh, on the Isle of Monsters, tries to take the Bloodstone from Frank Castle to save him and so he tries to kill her because Mm. he wants to keep that bloodstone Mm -hmm. but she is saved by none other than werewolf by night (laughs) and then Unkantu the living mummy that's his whole name yep convinces him to just give up the bloodstone and walk away. And I don't know what to tell you about any of this, except maybe we should have had a whole section about Nkantu the Living Mummy. <laughs> yep. Recut the episode. We're doing it again. <laughs> oh, Frickin man. mummies now. And I feel like that would be a good place to end it, except I did find one thing that I didn't know existed and I want to talk about. Please. There is a comic series, which was started in 2004 and never finished, called (laughs) Doc Frankenstein, created by Jeff Darrow and Steve Scrosi, I believe is how it's pronounced. (laughs) It's published through Burly Man Entertainment, and it is written by Lily and Lana Wachowski, you know, (laughs) from The Matrix. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! And Jupiter Ascending. Yeah! (laughs) Sure! Yeah, which apparently it's like Frankenstein's monster survived the end of the events of Mary Shelley's novel, took Frankenstein's name, earned degrees, and just is (gasps) very liberal and immortal. And people Mm -hmm. try to kill him because of how liberal and immortal he is. Oh my god. It sounds great, and I'm very upset that it was never finished. <gasps> we have to finish it. Ah. <laughs> Call it it's Lewachowski's our... Hey. Listen. You remember Doc Frankenstein, right? You still got those manuscripts? I know you're very busy, but listen. <laughs> but please. We need this liberal Frankenstein. 
that's amazing. That's where I'm gonna end it with the Frankensteins. Did you read any comics? Um, I have not read a lot of comics uh, the past week or so because I was in Disney World and in between that I was getting ready to go to Disney World and then getting back and thinking about Disney World. Um, I do want to say real quick, uh, this Wednesday, well, this Wednesday there's a new issue of Heroes in Crisis, so you'll probably hear all about that next week. Um, but there is, uh, also a, um, coming out on Halloween, um, is a new one-shot, um, from Scott Snyder and Jock's, uh, in the series uh, Witches, which is witches spelled with a Y instead of an I. Um, if you've read Scott Snyder's Batman work um, or metal or any of that, you know that he like really, really, really likes to get into horror stuff. Um, and Witches is a, uh, a very, very spooky horror series um, with very spooky art by Jock. Um, that's about uh very creepy eldritch things that live in the woods um and there was the initial series was maybe six issues um that came out a few years back um and then this one shot that's coming out on wednesday is a single issue uh called bad egg um that's leading up to a new like sequel series um, so I'm excited about that. So if you want a spooky Halloween read, that's something that you could check out. Um, also this past weekend, um, I think a lot of comic book stores had like some free, like did like Halloween comics fest. So there were some free like issues they were giving out. Um, and when I went to pick up comics on Sunday, they had a bunch of stuff left over. So if you didn't get out to that, you should check out your local comic book store because they might still have some stuff that you can get. Um, and free stuff is good. Uh, did you read any comics? I did not. Because, uh, y'all, it is figure skating season. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically the Grand Prix series right now. So there's a competition like every weekend. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I guess you could catch me on my, uh, on, on the Capes and Japes offshoot podcast, uh, toe loops and camel spins. <laughs> Where... Skates and jates. Skates and jates. On our, on our spin-off podcast, Skates and Jates. <laughs> Where we both talk about what the hell a jate is. <laughs> and... I just talk, I just tell Olivia all about the skating that I saw this week. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, to be honest. Shoma Uno was doing really well to his acoustic guitar cover of Stairway to Heaven until he fell down real hard and I was very worried about him. <laughs> but he got up and finished his program and I'm very proud. Anyway... I'm proud to. I don't know what that means exactly, but I'm proud to. 
he fell down and it, it's it's bad both because you can hurt yourself and it costs you points oh no uh i i know we mentioned it earlier but i would like to thank uh Rachie rock for oh, yes. the review i very much. luckily we have no plans to stop recording <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that we we will not be silenced about the weird weird stuff that happens in comic books um no but thank you so much for the review it's super super sweet and we really appreciated it 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 made my day to see it um if you want to leave us a rating and or a review We'd be super stoked about it. We would uh, definitely give you a shout out. Um, if you want to find us anywhere else online, you can check out uh, all of our social media. We're on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. You can find all those under Capes and Japes. Um, if you uh, ratings and reviews are great. Um, if you want to join our Discord group uh, and come talk about spooky Halloween, show us your spooky Halloween comic book costumes. God, um, please. I'm gonna wear my Superboy costume fucking finally as long as I get the wig together. Yes! Halloween! I was Poison Ivy on Saturday. I should post some pictures of that. Um, but uh, join our Discord group. Um, leave us a review if you feel like it. Uh, if you want to throw a tip in our tip jar, that's like super cool of you um if not that's also fine because we appreciate you listening we appreciate you joining us um thank you for your time happy halloween have a a, a safe and merry and spooky holiday um, don't forget to vote don't forget to vote is this our last episode before the election uh we have one we'll we have, have one that comes out on election day <gasps> don't forget to vote don't forget um, to vote. I sent out my absentee ballot this morning. Don't forget to vote. <laughs> um, with that important note, thank you as always. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me spooky Batman. <gasps> kiss me spooky Batman. Ooh. <laughs>